2: Hello there! I'm Colleen.
0: I'm Daniel. And I'm Anders. We're nerds who love science fiction and fantasy stories, so of course, we love Star Wars.
2: And if there's one thing the internet just can't get enough of, it's nerds talking about Star Wars. So each episode, we journey to a galaxy far, far away to discuss what's new in the Star Wars canon and beyond. This is yet another Star Wars podcast.
1: Today, we're very excited to share our initial reactions and theories for the Mandalorian Season 3 finale, Episode 8. This episode was written by John Favreau and David Filoni. Dave Filoni, excuse me. David.
2: Oh my. Uh, yeah. So Ooh, formal. Formal, right? <laughs> like
1: you're reprimanding. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Maybe I am later on.
2: How dare you? <laughs> uh,
1: and directed by Rick Famuyiwa. This is your official spoiler warning for this episode and all things Star Wars. So if you're ready, grab a drink and dodge that exploding cruiser as we discuss The Mandalorian Chapter 24, The Return. You guys ready to punch it?
2: As soon as the Missasaur gets here.
0: I mean, this is just a really comfy force bubble. Can, can we just hang here for a bit? <laughs> I mean, fair. It is probably nice and warm
1: in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, to start the episode, though, Bo gets in contact with Axe, who is jetpacking from the ground into space, because we're starting right in the action, people. Don't forget, Axe, you know, went through the, the ceiling of that crater they were in, and... Apparently, he has enough fuel to get him to space. And he, Bo is able to warn him that fighters are coming. They're going to have to use the capital ship as a distraction while the rest of the Mandalorians make it to the surface and join the fight. He agrees, and he is able to get up there. Din tries to escape his guards, but he is being overwhelmed. Grogu manages to free him and attempts to heal him. <laughs> Very adorable. That's I love so spraying cute. the back to take in on him. <laughs> amazing Den contacts Bo and tells her that he's going after Gideon she wishes him luck and leads the remaining Mandalorians to the surface Gideon learns that Den has escaped and decides to take care of him himself Den contacts R5 to get a schematic of the base so that he can make his way to the command center meanwhile Axe makes it to the capital ship and tells all the Mandalorians to evacuate while he steers the ship as a distraction Bo-Katan needs your help i mean very well done he was rousing
2: yeah he was good i can see why that the other mandos would follow axe it's got great presence looks great while doing it just an (laughs) all-around great leader right there all right so we have din and grogu they get to the command center but it is behind the hallway with the ray shields din gets r5 to deactivate them one by one great sequence i loved this i was laughing yes. so hard i felt for the guards
0: i felt for the guards yeah. in the sequence like i was like can none of you turn like all of them off so you can swarm the guy
2: no they're all <laughs> shit at their jobs
0: <laughs> he this
2: felt very much this.
1: like a video game sequence yes. though or yeah.
2: like Galaxy Quest, if you guys have seen that, when they're going through yeah, <laughs> Tim Allen and Scordy yeah. Weaver are going through the hallway with all the like punchy down things. They're like, this yes. episode was badly written.
1: <laughs> what a fantastic movie.
2: Such a good movie. Watch Galaxy Quest. Anyways, back to our droids. R5 almost doesn't get the last one, the Ray Shields, because he is swarmed by mouse droids, <laughs> which is hysterical. Amazing who he scares off he rockets back up to the surface when his job is done because he's like no i'm out peace you guys did what you asked yeah exactly no more i am not i'm quiet quitting (laughs) like he said i'm only doing what is in my contract and then i'm out of here now inside gideon's clone tank room one of the clones opens his eyes fucking i knew it was coming and still i was like "Mm -mm, no hard pass on the evil clones (laughs) i'm not here for this and then din is like "No." And destroys them all. <laughs> like, yes, Jen, please, please do this. This was some creepy shit. Now that we know, we had a, a theory that Gideon was up to cloning himself. And now that we know, he succeeded. Like, ooh, shit. Not good. So, Gideon, who knew what was going on, is dead. Pershing, who knew what was going on, who probably made the breakthrough, is dead. Oh, man. Sorry, Project Necromancer. It's going to be a couple more years for you. Good. So then we have the Mando Captain who was on the surface skip like I want a name for him he deserves a name like even for real. real even a last name anything give something to us he leads Bo and her troops to the surface cave that is full of plant life he mentions that many species that had previously been extinct are returning because you know that's what happens when humans leave
0: <laughs> yeah that's what happens he, uh... you get uh, whales going up the Hudson you know
2: Yep. yep. <laughs> hashtag Thanos was right <laughs> let's not open that can of worms right
1: now. and i just need to understand resource management Fine. hashtag gideon was right
2: oh no that's no. worse somehow somehow that is worse
1: hashtag anders is wrong
2: <laughs> hashtag hot takes heck anders our main guy tells Bo, is like we are cultivating them like we are learning to live with the land again which yay Changes are already happening. Love to see it for the Mandalorians. The Armorer radios in to tell Bo that reinforcements are inbound.
0: Yes, and with this fresh backup, including the Armorer with her tongs and hammer.
1: (laughs) Sick. Via jetpack,
0: Bo leads the Mandalorians (laughs) back into the base to take on the commandos. Din tries to take on Gideon by himself, but unfortunately Gideon's suit is too strong. We keep getting those little whirring things to remind us that this thing is enhanced. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah.
0: Also, Gideon is pissed that Din killed all of his supposedly now force-sensitive clones before they were able to be used. Mm -hmm. The Praetorian guards join in and Grogu manages to distract them in amazing fashion. Love it. Before they can take out Din.
1: Speaking of amazing fashion, oh, when they strutted in, God, I they love They look that. great.
2: They are just serving that see you next Tuesday like nobody's business. I love yes. it.
1: Yes. <laughs> they have charisma, uniqueness, nerve, and talent, honey.
0: Yes. <laughs> Enough to cut off IG-12's arms before Din can help Krogu.
2: I was so mad.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was, yeah, I was really upset. I was really happy
2: because he had the blasters
0: and he was fighting and it was so cool. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. He was doing it. He was out there.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Gideon's <laughs> about to take out Din, but Bo flies in and rams into him, telling Din to go save his kid. Which, good. yeah. Um, yes. Which, apparently, you know, not really his kid. I, I don't know. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> <laughs> yes. She then draws the Darksaber to face off with Gideon. Grogu force slips his way out of danger. They got all... Of the use out of that yes. flip move, yes. multiple times on the through on the ceilings on the lights. Yeah. He's doing a whole like training course Jedi thing yeah. when Din comes to help him, and together they manage to take out the Praetorian guards.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Axe, who is you know somehow still flying the ship, uh, radios down and says that actually the ship is in fact heavily damaged, and he's going to guide it in to crash it into the base. Mm-hmm.
2: Great idea, except that's where they all are. Yeah. <laughs> that's literally where I mean, all of the Mandalorians are. <laughs> he's giving them fair warning. Time, that's true. They it's
1: all true. have jetpacks. Like, if it was anyone else, I'd be mm-hmm. like, what are you doing? It's yeah, like,
2: there's no civilians here.
1: <laughs> yeah, you're telling the group of people that can just go, okay, whoosh.
0: <laughs> I don't know, then, maybe they used all their fuel.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yep. So... Gideon manages to get the upper hand on Bo, removing her helmet and breaking the dark saber. So yes. Colleen, I think you had some cheers for that one. Oh my
2: god, I was so excited! I'm like, yes, the MacGuffin is gone, <laughs> even if it is cool. <laughs> yes and
1: no, we can talk about that later. I I have mixed feelings. Um, so he tells her, he tells her that she like all Mandalorians are useless without their trinkets, which rude. <laughs> She's about back to come that... through
0: with a major trinket. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: <laughs> she shoots back that Mandalorians are stronger together, which is pretty perfectly timed because Din comes back and shoots Gideon in the back, <laughs> <Good>. <laughs> forcing him uh, closer to the edge. Mm-hmm. Which, I mean, like, fine. I, do dirty. Like, play him dirty. That's fine. I don't care. Mm-hmm. The capital ship crashes right behind him, engulfing Gideon in flames while Grogu uses the force to protect himself, Din, and Bo. It's really cute that Bo thinks she's gonna do something with the Oh that my tiny. god, that little
0: shield thing was so funny. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: She's like, Oh, I'm gonna protect the baby with that, which like good, thank you. Protect the baby. Uh but then he said, No, honey, I have the force. Yeah. Like
2: and she's like, Oh, darling, that's right.
1: Darling, sweetheart, um, let the professional handle this. <laughs> and I'm not gonna take a nap afterwards. I'm just gonna sit down and have a breather. Look at me, growth. Mm -hmm. we love to see uh growth from our boy he's 52 now he's not 50
2: he didn't pass out he just had to sit down for a minute
1: (laughs) after the battle the armor baptizes ragnar again Mm -hmm. because he almost got eaten the first time uh you know he kind of got interrupted so they finish it out and den requests that grogu be made his official apprentice she responds that he can't speak the creed so he has to remain a foundling Mm-hmm. and din retorts that he's going to officially adopt grogu who is then christened din grogu mandalorian apprentice during the ceremony we get a cut from grogu looking at the living waters down to the mythosaur opening its eye under the water so a little foreshadowing there mm-hmm. bow and the armor <laughs> later lead a major ceremony where they relight the great forge for gondor i mean uh, for, for mandor for mandor <laughs> um, it's all i can think ooh, of yes, that scene for
2: real it is for gondor. <laughs> let's be real
1: <laughs> i mean i personally was thinking in the great minds of moria mm. um i yeah. wonder if they're gonna awaken a balrog down there oh Whoopsies. God! i mean balrog. the
2: mythosaur is there but maybe maybe he's friendly
1: mm mythosaur versus balrog kaiju fight oh my god that's that's for my own personal fanfic to write so yeah and then den is sent off planet because he's got to train manda uh he's got to train Grogu in the ways of mandalore just as he was so and that means going off on adventures with your master so
2: i'm really i really want to know who den's master was now
1: right who was his yeah who did he learn from
0: I was more Mm -hmm. concerned with the whole like, yes, we just reclaimed our home planet. It is ours. You gotta leave. You can't sit with us anymore.
2: (laughs) I mean, it's kind of like sending off the Jedi, the baby Jedi with their masters to like go do tasks. But this is like not as organized. (laughs) Yeah. But it also feels
1: like just as probably can hang out on Mandalore in between
0: jobs. I don't (laughs) feel like they have to like fuck off for good until he's well grown. he doesn't have a ship that he can live in anymore, so I hope so. Right.
2: Yeah, he <laughs> needs a he needs a base of operations, which we will see very shortly. Being a he bounty hadn't hunter. Blown
1: up a pirate ship.
2: I mean, yeah, the pirate ship would have been a great place to live, but here we are.
1: He Din- could have had the N1. Oh my god, I'm done with my
2: Poor Daniel, he's like, all these beautiful ships that they destroyed, destroyed all my ships. <laughs> It, it's gonna be okay i'm still salty Daniel. about his first ship i know that was I a great ship, the razor crest yeah the razor crest. Hopefully oh, so. in the ahsoka show we'll get a really cool chimera um kind of hybrid i can't wait to see what Thrawn's flying razor around the galaxy was ugly to be.
1: i'm so sorry i can't believe i just said that <gasps> what'd you
2: just say the razor
1: crest the was razor ugly. crest was ugly oh it looks so cool <laughs> a space minivan honey oh
2: I mean, it wasn't the Shaggin' Wagon, but it's
0: going to be... I mean, were fun. you ever a Wait. reckless teenager with access to a minivan? Those things can fly.
1: Okay, yeah. actually, yes, I was. and It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Shout out to the 2000 Chevy Venture. I love you well. Yes. Oh.
2: Did not have a Chevy Venture. Did have a Chevy, but not the Venture. Yeah. Okay, so Din takes his non-Chevy Venture back to <laughs> Adelphi base to offer his contract not a full-time w-2 employee no 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 mm-hmm. services to captain carson teva he'll be hunting down imperial remnants in the outer rim which very very interested to see hopefully later
0: his signing yes. bonus
2: an ig droid's head then he can get a memory circuit from he returns to navarro where grief Carga grants him a small house outside the city where he can rest between adventures Din responds by debuting the new city marshal, a newly refurbished IG-11 complete with non-murderous personality. I really Heck love yes. that Gina Carano's job was taken by a droid because that is just <laughs> beautiful, righteous justice. And The droids it, <laughs> took our jobs. The droids are taking all of our jobs and now it is real. I really love it a lot. The episode closes with Din hanging out on his kind of like super villainy front porch i mean a lot of thanos vibes here retiring (laughs) on my porch with my fruits (laughs) and my vegetable garden (laughs) but he just looks he looks really relaxed like he's he's done a lot he has time to relax and then there's grogu who is force-floating like torturing playing with it before he eats it a frog in a pond nearby and i'm like (laughs) then have you taught Mm. your son nothing (laughs) Yeah, that, that feels a little mood. dark-sided,
1: babe. Like, a let's... little bit.
2: <laughs> just a Maybe little not bit. do that. <laughs> I'm like this poor Living dog. creature. I mean, Grogu gotta eat, but <laughs> don't don't torture it. If you're just practicing and you're like sending frog somersault thing, that also has like some Alistair Mad-Eye moody vibes. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm not really yeah. with either. <laughs> like I said, a little bit ominous sitting on that Thanos front porch.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Okay, next we're going to head into our reactions, favorite moments from the episode. I thought it was an excellent finale. It closed out the season very well. The whole thing just had a very like, quote unquote, Star Wars feel. Like it looked like the films in a lot of ways. And it flowed a lot like a Star Wars mm-hmm. movie. Basically that nonstop action. It wasn't my favorite of the season. Um, It was a nice closer for the entire season. It wrapped up pretty much everything Left the bigger mysteries for season four or other shows, which I'm sure is where these mysteries are going. Mm-hmm. I am mad that we didn't get Pedro's face. Mm-hmm. I know he had scheduling conflicts, but I thought we deserved it at least at the end. I think maybe there would have been an interrogation scene with Gideon or with one of Gideon's people where his mask was removed that they just didn't get to do. So yeah. said instead of having Grogu rescue him from like an interrogation, it was just kind of a hallway fight.
0: Or, Which, like, fine. the same way Gideon forces Bo's helmet off, maybe he was going to yeah. get Dins as well. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Which would have been awesome. And then Bo's like, shh, I won't tell. <laughs> <Then> I
0: <suffered. laughs> hey, the living <laughs> waters are right over there. We can do it again.
2: Yeah, yeah we can just pitch <laughs> you in. It'll be fine. I feel like I'll come rescue you if I have to, since you like to, like, fall into holes. <laughs> um, For the, the season as a whole, I enjoyed it. I don't think it was the tightest... Eight episodes of television ever created. <laughs> I think it meandered a little bit, but I was still happy with it. Like this was still like very Star Wars, very fun. It's different than the Boba Fett show. It's different than Andor. This is the kind of the flavor that we come for. The fun with Grogu. I think that the uh Pershing plot could have used more fleshing out, even though I think mm-hmm. that's going to happen in other shows because that was the part that most interested me out of like the entire season was like the purging stuff, Eliah, Gideon and the shadow council, what they're getting up to. I was mostly drawn to that, but that's just my preferences. It's not necessarily meaning that the season wasn't good. Yeah. I just really liked that part where they're like, there's more going on. That Din and Grogu are just a very small part of. But then we also didn't get like a lot of Din and Grogu. I love that we got a lot of Bo. Love, love, love that we got Bo. I think Katie Sackhoff really carried the season well. Oh, and her she was
1: phenomenal.
2: And was just amazing. Loved at the end when they all had to work together to beat Gideon. Like yes. not, no one person could beat him. They actually had to come together to do that. Mm-hmm. So thematically, it did work. Like the through Mm -hmm. line for the season was Mandalorians need to come together or we're not going to be able to retake our planet. So mission accomplished there. Like check mark on your English paper, John Favreau and David Filoni, (laughs) you you succeeded in your thematic content. Um, Daniel reactions, thoughts.
1: So individually, I thought it was a fun episode. I see what you're saying and how it very much had a star Wars feel absolutely yeah it, it was very cinematic it was very fun you enjoy yourself in the moment but unlike uh or just like you know the movies it also makes me think oh man there were some things that i wish we saw that are probably going to get explained elsewhere in other things mm. and it bums me out that we didn't get them here um I, I i enjoyed this it it ended the season well but as a whole i just needed I think a lot of the issues with this episode were that I needed a little bit more time with the episode and I needed them just to show a little bit more. And that was the issue with the whole season for me. It feels like a lot of these episodes could have been a little bit longer and they could have fleshed out some stuff more. Uh why right. like you were saying, how the, the Pershing storyline, the Shadow Council stuff, uh Eliah and and Gideon, why didn't we get a scene of you know those imperial uh, Beskar troopers raiding a, uh, a a shuttle, we could have just seen them raid a shuttle and not even be told who it was, but we would be like, oh my gosh, mm-hmm. and then hear all these whispers that uh, you know Gideon is is out there somewhere, and then by the time he actually returns, it's like, oh, like we knew it was him, like we saw that, right. like it it feels like they they or an interrogation scene for den where we yeah. get to see pedro pascal's face where it's like oh you could have added a couple more minutes to the episode giving it a little bit more steak mm-hmm. uh, and Given then it more would have...
2: for john carlo to just yeah eat. let him cook
1: yeah it, it felt very underwhelming to have this great villain because gideon was an amazing presence the first two seasons and then he's just kind of oh he might be back he might be back and then he comes back in a hologram and we're like oh okay and then he's done. He's beaten in the season finale, mm-hmm. and su- supposedly he, dead. If <laughs> right. they bring okay. him back a fourth time, like or a third time, like it would be ridiculous. <laughs> that was a clone. Um,
2: it would be cool if they would only had ridiculous. like his head, <laughs> like in Futurama, just Gideon's head. <laughs> head in a jar. <laughs> <laughs> head in a jar.
1: <laughs> I want him to speak like a uh, uh, like a uh, Richard Dixon does in that.
2: Yes, I <laughs> um, <laughs>
1: You know, I just like, I really enjoyed it, but it, I understand that this season is feels kind of like a stepping stone to get to season four, to get to the later stages of this Mando verse, Mm -hmm. you know, to get us towards the movies and all that. But the retaking of Mandalore being on the back burner for a lot of it feels like they really did a disservice to something that should be more emotionally weighty. Um, and yeah, like I just, I'm I'm bummed that it just felt like, okay, we went and got my former crew, and this little covert, and that's all we need, and then we went to Mandalore, mm-hmm. and we did it. Like I, this this also goes into some of my issues with things like the Book of Boba Fett, where why didn't Boba Fett have his own little uh, thing going on on Tatooine? what, what is going on there? He should have been an ally called in.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, I, I feel like he should have been a bigger player. Like, maybe he should have been involved. And it, it's not like I'm asking someone from outside the show that hasn't been introduced in this sphere. Like, he's part of the right. crew. Yeah, He was around it last season. He
2: didn't even get a phone like, call.
1: <laughs> he didn't even get a phone call. And Mando got to show up in his... In, he's too busy in not Bamba doing show. crimes. Right? <laughs> like, why? Yeah. So, so go do something for the Mandalorians. Like, I... I don't know. I just was. It felt like this season could have been fleshed out more. Like the mm-hmm. space battle, what happened to all the Fang fighters? <laughs> like, what were they there for? If if they weren't going to be able to defend the fleet, what happened to all the Gazanti freighters that are designed to be gunships now? Mm-hmm. Like, were they not able to do anything? Like, we forgot. A, like, I thought,
2: yeah. why did the cruisers get taken out so easily?
1: <laughs> I okay. I'm sorry. I have to rant about this when. <laughs> When they are leaving Navarro, they mm-hmm. show how many ships there are. And then they arrive on Mandalore. And there are less ships. Like yep. they are missing several Gazanti. <laughs> and so we're like, okay, they're off to go somewhere. Like yeah. clearly, they if they're gonna, if they're gonna show this, like they have to know, like you're you're clearly missing things.
2: We're
1: we're going to look at that and critique that. So it's just a mistake.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And here we're sitting, like, thinking logically, oh, if these things are gone, they're going to show up elsewhere. And then, like, it's just, they acted like the fleet wasn't even there. I don't know. I just, I had a lot of issues where it feels like they set things up and then they just brushed them aside. Right. Because they wanted to get to the next thing. And it's just a shame that the retaking of Mandalore was the thing that they just kind of rushed along to get to the next thing. Mm -hmm. Did I still have a lot of fun? yes mm-hmm. like individually these episodes were a lot of fun I enjoyed it some of my favorite episodes of the series uh, were were in this season like I think uh, the last episode episode 7 of the season one of the best Mandalorian episodes we've had yes mm-hmm. season yeah. as a whole the weakest season for me though and I'm, I'm bummed to say it but even then it was still a good season of TV like I enjoyed I myself know. This wasn't like Book of Boba Fett where I came away at the end and I was like, what the hell?
2: <laughs> Why like, did they make I'm this? <laughs> still, right, like
1: I'm still net positive on this season.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, but it's it's because I love Mandalorian so much that I'm going to come back and critique it because it's like, oh, I know we can do better. We've had two seasons of it. We've seen these other shows where you're doing it and I'm not just doing like, oh, Andor because and or is the big thing that we have to judge it against now. <laughs> like, no, you can, you can judge it against have, other
2: Mandalorian.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't have like uh the Bad Batch though showing mm-hmm. you up. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Bad Batch finale was a stronger finale than this one. Yes. I'll agree. I, I should have had more emotion at the retaking of Mandalore than and that was like the what of the bad batch.
0: How dare you? Tech is a fucking gem. <laughs> I am not speaking no of tech. I How love dare You <laughs> suggest that you would have more emotion about anything.
1: I am looking over at the Lego of tech and I am pointing oh. to him. I love you, baby boy.
0: <laughs> Our sweet baby.
1: Yeah. Sorry. I ranted a lot. That's okay. That's what we're
2: this was, here for.
0: <laughs> I thought this, just like you guys, I thought this was a really good finale. It was really good. It wasn't quite great, but it landed the ship. I think really well. It was overall a very solid episode of the Mandalorian. Mm-hmm. Um, the action was great. Um, I like a lot of the things that they did. Unfortunately, like you guys have been saying, the season as a whole just wasn't quite the strongest. Mm-hmm. And I think that was because they, this was a more serialized narrative that they did this season and they half in the first two. Right. Even, I mean, season two had like the driving through line of, you know, I need to find the Jedi.
2: hmm. Mm hmm.
0: But because that was kind of more of like a nebulous thing, they could mold that a little bit more and only right. have like one or two episodes that really drove that plot forward and it was fine. Yeah. Whereas this, we're talking about the we end up with the plot to retake Mandalore and it's like it, it, it felt just a little disjointed from the rest of the stuff. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: A little bit like kind of. A little bit like in um, Book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan Kenobi, where I was like, "Okay, you kind of have enough plot here for a movie, and you're looking to like fill in and stretch a little bit, not to the degree that those two did." Mm-hmm. Um, right. I think they did a better job of this year, but they just they still didn't manage to go all in. It was like they were pacing this as though it was like a fifteen episode season. Yeah, but I it thought was only a lot eight.
2: more would happen.
0: Yeah, but yeah. it was only eight. And I think we talked about that a little bit before. Like eight episode seasons, we tend to expect them to be highly serialized yeah. shows. That's just mostly the type of thing you get with eight episodes. Yeah, but Mandalorian. We've seen BBC
2: like BBC shows, we know. <laughs> yeah, mm-hmm.
0: but Mandalorian doesn't tend to do that, which is totally yeah. fine, and I like the way that they that they tend to do things. But then to have this plot focus a lot on Bo, and kind of. St- it felt like the whole Bo and her Mandalorians. Like I feel like that just should have been its own miniseries,
2: yeah,
0: or or it should have been its own kind of separate event, um, or they should have just gone all in and said, "Hey guys, Pedro's out this season. Sorry, <laughs> we're gonna do a season of Bo." Because by still trying to like pepper stuff in with Din, but like not enough to give it the development. Of a character that we would kind of expect it actually kind of reminded me when a show you really like to watch the the main star goes on maternity leave Mm. and before they quite figure out what they're going to do they kind of write around it
1: yeah oh my god that feels very relatable yeah
0: it's like New girl like new girl where (laughs) yeah um Less of a problem in an ensemble show, but in a show yes. where like your main character in this case probably was doing a lot of filming for a lot of other stuff. It it didn't quite mesh like they didn't work out, work it out until the end.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is where they had their stronger episodes on the whole. So, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, the ones that didn't I'm, have oh. didn't in them. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah. So and that, I mean, like when those when those types of situations happen, like those can still be good. Like, a lot of the season ones, individually, these episodes were, on the whole, pretty good. Mm -hmm. But that ends up being kind of the forgettable stretch of a show. And if your plot is, let's retake Mandalore from the Imperial Remnant, that's a really bad thing to be your kind of forgettable stretch.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they don't talk about Satine at all, which is really weird. How do you never say her
0: name? Yeah.
2: And they don't talk how do you about you to that you were a terrorist enough. during that time. Yeah, they never talk about Bo's family really. Enough. I'm
1: sorry, we've talked about how Bo used to be a selfish, uncaring person. How Death Watch were these right. terrorists? Like they but talk they about this here. in the show, yeah. right? But like, if we're gonna say it in the show, and Bo is confronting her past, and like and she needs to talk about this for yeah. people. Like not she has everyone's a going to understand. Mando,
2: yeah. but not enough. She's
1: slightly opened up, but for the people who don't know Bo-Katan, like we know Bo-Katan, they're like, "Oh, she like maybe had a shady past." Where like if she full on <laughs> had said in the show, like, "No, I was Death Watch. I was part of the insurgency against my sister, mm-hmm. that like who was murdered on this planet. Mm-hmm. Like I I served the the people that murdered my sister, like." people who didn't know that would have crushed them like it would have been yeah. huge the people who did know that actually hearing that in live action
2: mm-hmm. would
1: have been massive like i just it feels like there were a lot of missed opportunities
2: right and it, it's like you know, they want to pay homage to the animated series but they don't want to
1: so pay homage
2: yeah then actually use there's them. some good use emotional beats in
1: there yes yeah. There is good emotional, mature storytelling that you can use in there. Like mm-hmm. just because it came from the cartoons doesn't mean that like people are going to be like, "Oh, it's a kid thing." No,
2: right. there's some wild stuff in there. Use it. My sister was stabbed with this dark saber. Yes. In the oh back. my
1: god, you're <laughs> wielding the weapon that killed your sister.
2: Yeah, there's some wild shit. Like Mandalore has always been this like crazy in Im- like not imperial but like this royalty based house loyalty yeah. system and they just don't cover it at all here i mean they talk about it a little bit with the different sex but like not a lot like yes they were on concordia the children of the watch but they don't really explain that they don't really explain what death watch is
1: <laughs> king's landing political drama <laughs> give me old republic <laughs> House of the Dragon, Mm -hmm. House of the Mythosaur, like, realness, let's go.
2: Exactly. I would have loved to have seen that. (laughs) Okay, I just want to, I do want to share my favorite moments. Nidale's showing the plants to Bo. Amazing. I loved it. In that little oasis. The one, like, very quiet moment of the episode. And that is where I actually felt, like, for Bo. and what she wants and what she wants for her people and just the joy on katie sackoff's face when she got to see this and be in this environment really hit home kind of like you said daniel with the emotional stakes of what this means to her and the planet and then of course when gideon broke that dark saber i was like bye bitch (laughs) see you later i'm so glad that you're gone that's fair i love the dark saber though I mean it's really cool it is is probably the coolest lightsaber it's really awesome design and the story behind it is great but they kind of used it as a crutch in this series like they Mm -hmm. didn't use it to its potential
0: no they absolutely did not
2: randomly breaks it but didn't crush Bo's hand while he was breaking the dark saber
1: right
2: it's just kind of like a and I've accused them of this before and I hate doing it because it's kind of mean but like a narrative shortcut in your story I would much rather have had the mythosaur eat it, <laughs> <laughs> I it so
0: I or do to have really Bo want...
2: have it and chuck it into the damn living waters like make it a choice yeah. instead of oops Gideon accidentally well, not accidentally but Gideon broke the dark saber I guess we don't have it anymore So I think, actually,
0: I think what actually works about this I liked this moment too um, just from a Breaking the cycle type thing. Yes, it would have been mm-hmm. great for Bo to kind of to been more active in that decision. But what I do like about it, and we'll talk about this a little bit later, is that it does it still mirrors kind of what came before, where Gideon took the Gideon took this from her, mm-hmm. and then turned around, broke his word, and slaughtered all of her people. Now he takes it. Now he takes it from her. In fact, he takes it from everybody and she instead rises to the occasion and says no we're united mm-hmm. yeah and our people come together and our people come together so i think that yeah. does narratively work that's why that does work kind of for me um but i don't know the entire concept of the the dark saber being the thing that make, gives you the right to rule just never made any sense to me because it was a jedi's lightsaber that you guys just broke into the temple and stole for some reason <laughs>
2: I mean, I guess technically it belonged to Clan Vizsla, but
0: yeah, it doesn't he, gave, he? In a museum, <laughs> he gave up his, He gave up his right to a uh, to a family.
2: Yeah, I mean, Mandalorian. Mandalorians don't think that way, though. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I, mean I also Vizla's want the dark saber to be
0: reforged into a tiny version, and like that's where Grogu oh, gets his lightsaber, and that's where he gets my his eventual helmet from that, be, from that from that from that Beskar. Oh my god, that I would, would I amazing.
2: would embrace that. <laughs>
1: So cute, uh,
2: Daniel. I think favorite moment,
1: I think my favorite moment had to be the jetpack cavalry charge, like it was just so cool, so well done. Uh, I didn't think that we were going to get such an extended fight in the air like that, and the fact that they made it look so good mm-hmm. and so engaging was awesome, and also just the Mandalorians jumping out of the cruiser jetpacking over to their drop ships and then like scrambling to get on i thought that was such a fun shot um yeah that was really cool mm-hmm. i I enjoyed that visually i enjoyed but that. i do have to shout out what you're saying about the plants that scene hit oh, so good the best emotional beat of the episode sorry yeah. anders go ahead
0: no i was gonna say and also i mean i will i will say it and i'm the, that scene did look incredible. Like, the visuals in this episode were still amazing, and I'm guessing mm, that's actually yes. why it's as short as it is. Yeah. <laughs> this okay. is where the budget went. Yeah. Um, But I will say, I think, a couple of my favorite scenes, I loved the the Ray Shield hallway fight. Yeah. Din just <laughs> kicking, yeah. kicking everyone's ass one by one mm-hmm. and having a narrative reason why they're coming at him one at a time instead of just being idiots. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I really like. I actually really liked what they did with the Mythosaur in the end. Mm -hmm. Like, I know we were all predicting, we're like, this has, it has to come back. The Mythosaur has to, like, be a part of this battle. And when I think about it, if we want to talk about rushed, that would have been rushed. Yeah. To have, like, the Mythosaur tamed in some way. So, it's just (laughs) a baby. Yeah. But to have. I didn't necessarily
1: want it to affect the battle, I just wanted it to make an appearance. Yeah, So I'm not too mad that this is its only appearance. I'm like, okay. All I right. liked how At they least did it was it. acknowledged
0: again. It was acknowledged. It plants the seed for something in the future. Yes. And mm-hmm. connects directly to Grogu. Mm-hmm. Which is adorable. I can totally see him just like reaching out with his little hand and patting it on the nose.
2: It's um, like, ooh, a friend. Not yes. a snack. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> from that scene, though, I mean, can we talk about the whole adoption scene now? And just be like yes. how it just didn't make sense.
2: Yeah, I thought that it was already really settled. did not. I it think really... that the armor is trying to get rid of. Armor is trying to get rid of Dan. <laughs> Isolate Bow. I you do still not don't trust her? the armor. I do not trust her one bit. <laughs> Colts are bad. <laughs> I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> like I just, hate... I really hate that I'm the apologist for the armor. Where I'm like, no, I trust I mean, her. She's oh, cool.
0: I mean, she still had one of my favorite moments in this episode yeah. when she's just going through with the hammer and tongs. Just, like oh beating God. the shit out of people, Boss. but the it, it, you could tell this is supposed to be like a big moment. But earlier in the episode, he's basically referred to as Din's son. Like, yeah, yeah. earlier in the season, Bo's, Bo is talking to Grogu and calls Din his dad. Yeah, yeah. Like this doesn't. I, I don't this know. Already if felt was, settled. Right. If it if yeah. it if we had co- if we had actually come in on instead of Ragnar's mm-hmm. baptism, if we were like coming in on the now in progress, official adoption ceremony,
2: mm-hmm.
0: like that yeah. might be one thing, but to throw it in this way just seemed weird.
1: Yeah. yeah. It didn't have the the weight that they wanted it to have.
0: No. Mm-hmm. And then one moment, this is not my favorite moment. I'm still just calling it out as one that made me kind of like cock my head sideways is actually the complete close of the episode where it does <laughs> that like circle bannon (laughs) and i'm just like is this a looney tunes cartoon
2: yeah that was
0: it just felt it felt really out of place and i was really confused
2: i thought it was gonna reopen on like an extra scene where something terrible happened like that's what i thought was gonna happen i agree it felt a little bit too corny cause sometimes like Star Wars can be silly. Oh, can be absolutely
0: can be silly. Yeah. We've been talking about that, that moment, all season.
2: He's torturing a frog, like he's torturing a <laughs> creature that is alive. Yeah. And, and is saying be like, "put da, me da, down." Da, da, da. Yeah. Like that's If not he was
1: like that. playing with a toy instead, it would have been a lot cuter and I mm-hmm. think I wouldn't have minded it so much, but it's like, "Oh, this is weird." Like
2: like this waving a stick around right. like a lightsaber.
1: Yeah. I would have like,
2: been here for that.
1: It's because it's a living creature. Yeah. And it's like, oh, this doesn't feel right in a Jedi way. Yeah. And it was just like a person way. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Like, stop eating the frog people's eggs.
1: (laughs) Yes. I mean, if you're going to eat the frog, it's one thing. Just don't play with it first. Just eat your food.
2: Mm -hmm. Like, we know you're an apex predator. Just like, stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Don't eat sentient food. Yeah. Don't eat the sentient food. Do you guys have anything else you want to add or point out?
1: No, not I at the moment. So.
2: Okay. Unless I they're think...
1: Easter eggs, connections, and callbacks.
2: <gasps> oh my, there might be. Nice dissolve into <laughs> the Easter eggs, connections, and callbacks section. I'll get us started with the episode title. You guys know I love titles and mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure shit out. This one is called The Return." Most likely referring to the Mandalorians retaking their homeworld. The title is probably mm-hmm. an homage to The Return of the Jedi as well. And the Book of Boba Fett's episode, The Return of the Mandalorian. It also made us think of The Return of the King, All Hail Gondor, oh, yes. the third novel in The Lord of the Rings. J.R.R. Tolkien famously hated that title since he felt it gave away the ending. So they're doing it here too, folks. The Return giving away the entire ending. <laughs>
1: Basis. yeah i mean
2: that's or that's fair like a that return is a... to the beginning maybe because they're alone again
0: i don't know maybe uh baby sauron was the king all along
1: uh-huh. but, but jr <laughs> you 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 wrote the book why did you name it that he I, didn't
2: want to yeah oh, probably yeah. he had, had a different title and the um, Editors? publishers were like how about this though and he's like thanks i hate it
1: <laughs> yeah but, but i do love the was... money
2: Yes, he did love money. He
1: needed the money. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, hey, he went through war. It's fine. I understand it. Uh, we also have Mando's in space. Axe Woves is able to break in space. 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 Uh, <laughs> fantastic. Axe Woves is able to break through the planet's atmosphere and into open space with his jetpack. I Does he really have enough fuel for that? Like that's a, I mean we've seen Mando's fight in space before, but I don't think we've ever seen them launch
0: themselves all the way up. They uh, do. How many miles? I feel like Satine and Ezra do like a halo jump at one point. They so, so they down. go the other way. Yeah, they go yeah, down. They jump down. Mm-hmm. But you don't really need fuel for that, except to stop. So
2: yeah, they're free falling.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway. We also have R5 here with some really big R2 energy in this episode, jacking into mm-hmm. the Imperial base's systems. Although he's a little bit more afraid than R2. He's like looking over that edge like, nope. He still gets the job done. And like R2 in A New Hope, R2 is distracted from his post and almost doesn't open the race shield in time for Din.
2: Whoopsies. <laughs> I just felt like this whole episode was like such a big Star Wars homage with all of these little callbacks.
0: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. Those were pretty great. Before we yeah. move on to the uh, the next one, though, I mm-hmm. said what it was, um, mm. I do want to bring this up. The proposed definition of the edge of space where it stops being uh, the highest point of the atmosphere and becomes mm. outer space is 62 miles.
2: Is on it? Earth, yeah. And Mandalore's yes. bigger, I think, than Earth. <laughs> he, he had some uh, extra fuel <laughs> in his pocket.
1: The point is... He got very high. Uh, ooh, not a joke. Uh, not in a not <laughs> not not. Yeah, not in not in the other ways. He didn't do some death sticks or whatever. No. <laughs> anyway, that boy has a lot of fuel. Good. Yeah, lots and
0: lots yes. and lots of fuel.
2: He Daniel, you were almost
0: definitely right on this regard
2: almost definitely that's close enough for us <laughs> all right you know who also gets really close a little too close those mouse droids uh we've never seen these little guys travel in packs before to gang up on someone but they do attack r5 after he kind of like scared one of their brethren away he isn't really yeah. too bothered by it though it's just kind of like they're poking him with their little mouse droid noses this scene was amazing it i have was no notice yes it was it was
1: amazing (laughs) i laughed but also now a cab also includes mouse droids Um, so womp womp something that didn't make me sad though because it was sad to say goodbye to the mouse droids
2: Mm
1: -hmm. electro riot batons it was so cool (laughs) Like, I love seeing this. It was one of the riot batons that they uh, show in Jedi Fallen Order. So, these were weapons used by purge troopers who were, uh, you know, going after Jedi with Inquisitors. So, seeing that the Imperial Guards are using that, like, that that Gideon had one, it was just, oh, oh, it made me so happy.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Next up, we have those clones. So, Din does destroy many. Gideon's many clones before he confronts the final boss who I'm personally is all I'm also kind of convinced (laughs) is a clone I mean Mm. Colleen you've seen Stargate right
2: yeah some of it I mean I've seen the movie and a few episodes
0: okay so there's a plot line that runs through the last like five seasons of the show where one of the bad guys cracks clone cracks cloning and they uh-huh. literally just like bring him back a couple episodes every season for like so like the seven, <laughs> for like seven years. Oh my god! And every single time, it's just like, oh, it's another one of the clones. It's another one of his clones. Like they beat and kill him every time, and it's just another one of his clones shows
2: up. Keep up. Oh, yeah, I love oh my that. God. I'm here for that kind of. Situation. So they could totally just do that with
0: Gideon here. He had more offsite. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he th- does think that these clones did in fact have the Force, so. Mm-hmm pershing did it he cracked the code and it. was able to he was able to do that unfortunately pershing is brain dead and yeah. gideon was out for himself a choice i am very glad that they made like they didn't yeah. actually make yeah. this tied into the larger directly into the it was the larger necromancer plot it's gideon mm-hmm. is doing this for himself which, which, is really yeah. cool. which was part which was like pitch perfect i think um, yeah and means... it, it
1: makes it make sense that like the emperor 30 years from now is still just a decrepit yeah
0: yeah uh in legends luke and mara jade accidentally do destroy a clone of grand admiral thrawn who was in the tank just like the ones here
2: it, it made me think of the book that it's from because they just kind of were like oops I guess we killed Tron's clone. Shit. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry.
1: Like it does <laughs> it does mm, it wasn't an accident or it shouldn't have been. Flush that thing.
2: No, they really didn't want to do that. Considering what happened next.
1: <laughs> oh, see, while I haven't read that,
2: no. I'm just gonna
1: make that mistake.
2: Yeah, spoil spoilers <laughs> for legends. Please don't kill Grand Thrawn. Oops, they've done it twice. <laughs> well. Okay. So while we have Grogu dodging the Praetorian guards, Daniel's favorites, because they are just servant. So cool. Servant looks. He's attacked with their electro staffs and one Bilari electro chain whip, which was really cool. (laughs) Those things are so sick. It looked amazing. So we have seen these before. Two guards on Snoke's ship in The Last Jedi used these whips in their ill-fated battle with ray
0: and kyle yeah
1: yeah when they actually had to face real opponents Mm
2: -hmm. yeah real force users i mean these guys are like they are very talented for regular humans oh yeah but against two very powerful force users no
1: yeah with lightsabers yeah they didn't stand a chance Mm -mm. so the imperial light cruiser that Mm -mm. axe crashes into the base is gideon's old ship that ship crashes (laughs) enveloping gideon and his suit in flames Uh, So very fitting that he uh, gets taken out with his own cruiser. Uh, We might have wanted the mythosaur to gobble him up like a shark from deep blue sea. It would have been amazing. Uh, But honestly, I think it is pretty metal that he Mm -hmm. like his own ship blows up and destroys him. Absolutely. Please let it have killed him as much as I've wished for a little bit better of like a final season for him. Let him be cooked in that armor and gone. Like, <laughs> otherwise it's gonna be too goofy.
2: Oh yeah, he got totally duchessed there, didn't he? Cooked in his own armor.
1: He oh. <laughs> was gonna say he got something else.
2: Shishka. But I think
1: Anders is gonna say that. Oh, cooking? <laughs> no, I think Anders is about to say it.
0: Well, yeah. Cause Grogu in that very same scene holds back the flames to protect Din and Bo. Just like our boy Kanan Jarrus does in the Rebel season four Whoa. episode, Jedi Knights. However, he's stronger here and manages to hold them back. Uh, he did the same thing kind of back in the season one finale, but he wasn't nearly as strong and those flames weren't quite as powerful as a starship exploding feet from you.
2: No, no. <laughs> there
1: this were three fuel <laughs> canisters here yeah, giant ones.
2: Oh. Yeah, this probably should not have been. This easy for him, but I mean, he is only making like a little bubble. He's not trying mm. to stop the flames. He's like directing them around him. Yeah, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're all oh. gonna cry though. It's fine. Everything is fine. Don't think of Jedi Knight. Okay, so this one threw me and many people on the internet for wow. a loop. Din Grogu. Okay, so Din is his surname. Mando's surname. Din Jaren. Uh, most Mandalorians use the western approach of given name first, then surname, like Bo-Katan Kreeze. is her yep. last name. But maybe Din's homeworld did it in a kind of more eastern style with the surname first. I really hope this is the case. I hope it's not an error or they just, like, they just think it sounded better than Grogu Jarin <laughs> and not think about it beyond that. Um, I like the idea that here you go, Daniel. Here's my, my bone I'll throw to you for the armorer. Mm-hmm. She respects other people's cultures that they were taken from, and maybe <laughs> they were taken. Yeah, I mean, he was rescued because they were being slaughtered. He was rescued, but maybe like the world where he comes from does it this way. So the armor is like, yeah, we're gonna keep on, keeping on. Like you're a Mandalorian, but we also realize that you're from this other planet.
0: Or it's just because you're not making
1: me cave for this cult
2: leader.
0: You're not. (laughs) You're not from a. uh, You're not from a a major house. Therefore, your therefore your name works differently. So this could be a a a bunch of explanations. (laughs) I, I don't know I thought this one when there were so many people on the internet like theorizing and like being like why did you do that but I was like guys I think we're overthinking this
2: it's <laughs> it's just probably the way his people
1: yeah the, the armor Ellis Island him and she's like mm, I don't like the way this sounds so I'm doing it this way
2: as poor Dins like what
1: yeah wait what and she's like mm, it's already been stamped honey yeah like, that's your
2: legal name now
1: <laughs> yeah that's how uh, my Google.
2: So that's known. how yeah, oh, no. no, he's not alone. <laughs> it's yeah. not just him.
1: Yeah. RAP to the umlaut that my family lost uh coming to, through Ellis Island. Oh Brian. Salute to you. No, uh my mom's side of the family.
2: Okay. I was like, wait, yeah, what? No, 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 no,
1: no, no. The German side. Okay. Sherman, uh Sherman went from having an umlaut to mm-hmm being no, spelled way too americanized oh Ugh. dear all right <laughs> well in not america <laughs> on his way back to navarro uh, Den approaches captain tava on a dalphi base he suggests joining forces to keep things safer in the outer rim becoming a more legitimate bounty hunter uh, tava says it's against regulations but den says they'll keep it off the books So he's going to be a 1099 employee. Let's go, baby. Uh, Make sure you get paid.
0: (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Do
1: not let them like wait months to pay you. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can also spot Dave Filoni in the background again with his signature hat. I mean, Mm -hmm. I
2: picked it out immediately. I was like, oh, there he is. I'm pretty sure Rick was back there too. Yeah, Yeah,
0: probably. And next, I mean, this was a season finale. So it is naturally calling back to several episodes throughout. The, uh, the series, usually the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so just a few more that we haven't mentioned. You know, Gideon tells Bo to surrender and give him the Darksaber, echoing their previous encounter that she had described at the table. This time mm-hmm. though, she embraces mm-hmm. help from Din, and they manage to win the day. Mm-hmm. R5 is Din's buddy, calling back to this mm-hmm. kind of subplot of Din's relationship with Droid. Another one that kind of just got disjointed throughout the season, instead of yeah. having like a good through-line like an actual like beginning, middle end. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He has come to embrace R5 and he calls him Buddy, just like he called Grogu many times buddy. in the Book of Boba Fett. Yes. Uh, and then Grogu is force playing with that frog in the closing, which he mm-hmm. was doing with Luke during his training and Luke just looks down and says, Grogu. <laughs>
2: yeah, Din's not doing Or at least we that. think
0: that's what Luke's doing <laughs> because we can't actually see his face while it's happening because the budget wasn't there. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, oh, everything man. rhymes. It's like poetry. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: All right, now let's move into just a few other discussion points, things that we have coming out of this episode. Colleen, you had one that you wanted to talk about.
2: I did. There were a lot of theories online that the writers were planning to kill off Din. I did not think this was going to happen in any way, shape, or form. This is not Andor. Like, this is... They're not going to go killing off their tail character. Um, yeah. Do you, either of you, think it would have been better for the show if they did
0: absolutely not i've always as soon as i saw these these things start to like crop up i was like that would be a really stupid decision and i don't believe that they're going to do it and it was and it was never going to happen
2: no it didn't make sense like yeah sure pedro can't be there very often sometimes but moving forward if they want to keep going like lone wolf and cub you'd need the lone wolf (laughs) you can't just have cub it would have been a terrible decision
1: this goes back to where i was saying maybe you know they should have segmented off like it should have been one show with segmented off seasons so you know mm-hmm. like this one's focusing on this character this one's focusing on this one um but there's no way they're going to kill off one of their most popular characters not yet yeah. i mean yeah like he's incredibly popular
2: mm-hmm.
1: he's part of a package deal like baby yoda's great we love grogu but Without the Mandalorian there, without Din Djar in there with him, it's not the same. It It's so dumb. And like I think it was just a lot of people being like, oh my god, a woman is taking center stage? They must be trying to get rid of men. And it's,
2: oh god, not a woman. Uh, what, what, what do maybe, we do?
1: <laughs> maybe we were taking the character most suited to be the leader of Mandalore, who we've already brought up in this show when we said... Maybe we'll have her be the lead for this, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, retaking Mandalore subplot. Could it have been done better? Sure. But no, they were never going to kill off Din. It was so stupid.
2: No. And they were always going to have Bo retake her place, which I'm very glad to see that they weren't going to be like, oh, because he doesn't want it, Din's a better choice. No.
0: I was thinking there was a time time when I thought that that's how it was going to play out.
2: Mm hmm. Like, no, no he, he is not Jon Snow. He has not had all of this intricate training in a very noble house on yeah. how to be a leader.
1: <laughs> he has no experience. He has the wisdom to understand that he does not have the experience. Right. And he instead is like, no, I'll be a specialist. I'll be like a general. I'll, I'll, but I'll be shit at this help. leadership
2: thing. <laughs> yeah.
1: But I'm not going to take complete control. He knows who he is. And I think it's better that he's like, yeah. I will be part of this. I will. Mm-hmm. I will help because this is my people.
2: Yeah, I'll stay with I, you because your yeah. song is not yet written. Like that part, yeah. I loved. He knows who he is, like you said. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: I like yeah, that I part. Just...
0: <laughs> like it's yes, just I fine really enjoy
2: for the man to be like, "I am like you're my liege, and I yeah. am your knight." Like that is completely fine.
1: Yeah, he's like, I recognize that you have skills that I don't, and mm-hmm. I'm going to follow you. And I'm going to be here to help because guess what? I also have skills that I can contribute to this.
2: Like a certain set of skills. Yeah.
1: Just because, just because he wasn't the main focus doesn't mean that like they're doing a disservice to his character. I just thought people overreacted so much about this, Mm -hmm. this season. And it really bugged me. I just like, people need to relax.
2: What? Star Wars fans, relax.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Come on.
2: I agree about that though. For real. Like women can be leaders. <gasps> yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Divisive. Okay. Um, unless either of you have any other little discussion questions.
0: I mean, I had a small one that I just oh, thought would be fun Toss to talk her in. about.
2: <laughs> her in there. Okay, so for
0: real, like how hard must it be for grief cargoes like survey people when he's just like ah! handing out land left and right? Like he Why first you he have gives to
1: assume he's got a hollow map that he's, he's filling got, out. Like he's yeah. got
0: that he gave all of this tract of land away to the Mandalorians. By the way, is that still theirs? Now that they have a planet, is it not theirs anymore? Is Din's little cottage on a separate plot? And mm-hmm. so he's just like giving away this already pre built house that maybe someone was supposed to inherit oh, yeah. at some point. I don't know.
2: Uh, <laughs> <Anders>? <laughs> we know Anders? Din didn't build that shit. Like, let's. No, that was already there. That was <laughs> yeah, 100% Din already Din there. Build that.
1: <laughs> absolutely have brought up a point. That comes that brings me back to something I was saying earlier. They just left Navarro so quickly (laughs) after getting that land. They were like, hey, you have some land. Okay, we're going to go find some Mandalorians. We found some and we're out and we're taking the planet comes back to where it should have been. I don't know. Maybe they save the man or they save Navarro earlier in the season. They're actually there on Navarro for several episodes,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. you know, while they gather people. And then you're like, oh, leaving Navarro feels like a momentous thing because we've been here for a little bit.
2: Right.
1: Instead of just, oh, we like stopped it. At-
2: uh-huh.
1: It's the equivalent of stopping at the gas station <laughs> on the interstate. <laughs> it's because it's like, oh, no, it's the big buckies. Uh We're all going to stop at this exit. We're going to meet up here and then we're going to convoy out to Mandalore. Uh,
0: maybe well, that's, that's what they did. To land, to actually a swamp. It was
1: a truck stop. Was just... navarro was a truck stop on the way to mandalore it wasn't like a staging ground where they prepared themselves
2: right which it could have been oh like did we really need the Plazar episode even though i enjoyed it it was
1: fun but what like we only spent 10 minutes on recruiting mandalorians and it was just some people that we had already seen <laughs> mm-hmm.
2: yeah. it would have been a lot
1: cooler if we spent the whole episode going around like finding people yeah like pulling up on some mandalorians like hey get in the car losers we're retaking mandalore
0: (laughs) yep they killed pirate king seaweed salad to settle land for five minutes and then leave
1: can you imagine how sick it would have been if the Mandalorians knew they were going to be pulling back up on Mandalore mm. against an Imperial remnant and then all of a sudden you see an Imperial light cruiser come in and then what's this, several Gazanti mm-hmm. oh there's a pirate Corsair and then like all these just random ass ships that Mandalorians have, have built up over the mm-hmm. years, it would have been cool seeing this ragtag fleet go up against like Imperials Yes, and instead cool. it's just like We forgot that we had gunships and fighters (laughs) in the air, (laughs) so instead, we're just gonna crash the cruiser. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They robbed me of a space fight. I'm still that I that's That's that was what was in my (laughs) system. They robbed me of a space fight, and I didn't verbalize it, and now I have, and I can move on.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so with that in mind, we are heading into our final questions predictions for upcoming seasons. Besides Space Fights, which I really would like to see a lot more of as well, I think we're heading into more like Din Grogu adventures. I Mm -hmm. think that's where season four and on will be going. It would be fun for us as an audience to get more time with them as like their little, small, two-person family. I would love to see that. Like, family, Clan Mudhorn, just doing their thing across the galaxy in the Outer Rim, like taking out pirates. I'm here for it. Mm especially since the Mandalorian is supposed to continue to be part of like this larger post-imperial era list of shows. I still want it to be more separate because we don't see Din and Grogu in the sequel like trilogy. Din probably will die at the end of the show, but I'm hoping he's a lot older and that Grogu is a fully trained Mandalorian slash Jedi at that time.
0: No, he I'm actually just... settled with the remainder of the Bad Batch on Pavu.
2: <laughs> I mean, that would be good, too. If they're all on Pavu together, I would embrace that.
0: They use the, I just... they use or the you could go back the the to the shrimp farm. Oh God, t-
2: or yeah, go back no. to the hottie on the shrimp the farm. The shrimp, yes! Yeah, <laughs> like, She surreal. was flinging
1: herself at him.
2: Yes, and he liked her, too. He was yeah. like, almost let her take his helmet off. He
1: was like, damn, I'm, I, might put the, I might put the helmet down. Let's go.
2: Yeah, he was she right. Just
1: a little bit of neck.
2: And she, like, was ready to help take care of Grogu. Like, that would definitely be a viable option for eventual retirement. Mm -hmm. I think if they're going to keep Bo here, she should be with Ahsoka on, like, the Ahsoka show mission. Like, maybe not in the first season, but if Ahsoka ever needs more Mandalorian help besides Sabine, call Bo. Because pulling Din in would seem really strange there, just because they're just not close ahsoka knows bo way more than she knows din i can see din going to tatooine to help boba fett more or boba fett coming over to help din but otherwise i just want some more like original adventures for din and Grogu, like new planets new aliens new troubles like mm-hmm. what sort of crazy shit happens in the outer rim because everybody at coruscant is always like oh my the outer rim la da good lord what happens out there i want to see more of that kind of like lawlessness yeah. kind of like the one short from visions with the well, I can never remember the name of the shorts but the older guy the old man who was the uh, Sith the red saber user and oh, they go to, yeah, like, this yeah, outer yeah. rim planet and are looking for like this disturbance in the forest I kind of want to see mm-hmm. crazy shit like that where they're like oh fuck we found this weird ex inquisitor out in the outer rim and this has gone off the rails <laughs> I would really <laughs> like to see something like that
0: yeah, I think I think you're on the right track. I think we are very much setting up here for Din and Grogu to have their own kind of adventure of the week thing, while still keeping them woven into this like post-imperial remnant giant narrative thread that will, in theory, ultimately culminate in this movie after mm-hmm. another season of The Mandalorian, one or two seasons of Ahsoka, Skeleton Crew, mm-hmm. that, and it. Having them, it seems to be kind of like repurposing a lot of what was going to be used for Rangers of the New Republic. And yeah. just repurpose that for Din and Grogu.
2: And Captain um, Teva.
0: And Captain Teva. Mm-hmm. They've set things up. I think that, you know, we we criticized the season a lot as a whole. But I think that they ultimately got to a point where they've set themselves up for success. Because Din can go. Yes and check in with all of these people if we want to like remember that they're still around, but also do things that are completely unconnected to them directly and still be involved in that plot so that when things do ultimately cross over, it'll make sense. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: Mm -hmm. I'm here for that.
1: So I think the thing that helps us out is they explicitly tie the pirates to the Imperial Remnant, and so we know you can have Den and Grogu go fight some pirates and deal with mm-hmm. something small like that. But if they need to use that to rope them back into the, the bigger uh, story, they can be like, oh, we intercepted transmission between these pirates and we should go take that to Bo. Or maybe they find something out about Thrawn and they're like, oh, we know Ahsoka was asking about that. We got to go take it back to Bo because she might know how to reach her. Mm-hmm. Or the idea of them going back and and uh, dealing with something with Boba Fett on Tatooine, I would love to see uh Boba Fett and oh my god, why am I blanking Fennec? on her name? Fennec, thank you. Why? Like I could picture Ming Na Wen and, and like oh, I yeah. wanted to say Ming Na Wen.
2: And oh, like, no, just, say, yeah, just say it. Who's the Yeah. Um, it doesn't even. Yeah, no. it doesn't matter. Ming Na Wen.
1: <laughs> it's Ming Na Wen. God, she's amazing. I would love to see them back. Like they're always fun. So it it would be kind of cool to have them, you know, if, if Boba Fett's going to be a little bit more of a lawman now, like if, if Din is out there doing the law in, in the Outer Rim, why not, uh, you know, bring them along for, for a job or two? I think that's that's a lot of fun. And and yeah, Anders, you're right. They did set themselves up for a, a really good story of like, yeah, we can do the small scale stuff with Din and Grogu. And there's definitely on roads for them back into the main story. I, mm-hmm. yeah, for for all the issues I had with this season, where it's left, I, I think is in a good place, and I'm just I I am excited for it to keep going, and and that was the nice thing. It's like okay, I had all these nitpicks, but at the end of it, I'm still like, ooh, this is this is going to go to some fun places. Yeah. So
2: yeah, we're vibing, yeah. we're vibing with season yeah. four <laughs> already. Yes. <laughs>
1: like it there were issues with season three but it, it looks like season four is going to go to a fun place and i'm excited for that so yay all right
0: let's,
1: yeah let, let's learn from what happened this season and
0: move on <laughs> all right well i think that's where we're gonna leave it today so thank you all mm-hmm. for joining us you can find us on twitter and instagram at YSWPod. pod follow us wherever you're getting your podcast hit that follow button leave us a five-star review uh, check out all of our previous episodes on a lot of great Star Wars content. You can find all the offerings in the Forgotten Entertainment family at ForgottenEntertainment.com. You can also find us all over on the Bohemian Geek Studies podcast. If you are getting ready for Ahsoka, we did do a three or four part series on Thrawn. And that is where we covered all of Star Wars Rebels. Yes. And you, can also, <laughs> <laughs> you can also find Colleen's Star Wars book reviews on BohemianGeekStudies.com. We'll be off now for a couple of weeks, but there's a lot of great S- Star Wars content to come this year. Cannot wait for visions.
2: Mm-hmm. Jedi yeah, Survivor
1: comes out uh, in a couple of days, and I am salivating. I yeah, I was going to so say ready. Daniel's
2: waiting for the game.
1: <laughs> Guys, Hal's story is continuing. Before we go on, I just have to say this real quick Did either of you watch the 2003 uh, Gindy Tartakovsky Clone Wars? Yes. yes okay do you remember dirge the the nasty like tentacle monster man who obi-wan mm-hmm. fought who kept of. trying to kill but wouldn't die yeah. <laughs> that species is being brought back into canon in uh, uh jedi survivor and is going to be one of your enemies i am Ooh. so excited for this guys
2: I'm very excited. That's I'm gonna be so exciting. Can't wait to watch the uh, playthrough. Yeah, I was
0: gonna <laughs> oh, say, how long am I gonna, gonna have to so wait sick. for the playthroughs to show up on YouTube?
1: And I it's mean, if long. you guys have seen the trailers, spoiler alert: it looks like the villain might be a High Republic Jedi who's fallen to the dark side. I Ooh. cannot wait to find out what's actually happening in this game.
2: That would be uh, really cool. I remember and seeing Vision the, season uh, two, the, the like life tube. I don't know if yeah. it was like a back to tank or whatever. Yeah, but it was like oh shit, something going on.
1: <laughs> they did a, a follow up story trailer where they clearly show this guy in like the goldish robes from the High Republic novels. And I'm like,
2: oh, hopefully, it's ooh. not Elzar Man.
1: <laughs> oh my God. No, no. It looks like he might be an alien. Mm-mm. If they did that to my boy Elzar, oof, no. He's a bad boy, but not that kind of bad boy. Okay.
0: <laughs> well, yeah. until then, remember don't let your son torture local wildlife like that
2: yes please (laughs) and remember to tune in to star wars vision season two on may the 4th be with you
0: yes all right bye everybody
2: bye everyone